0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T and 5 for Wednesday, August 24th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Bowling Green has parted ways with A.D. Bob Musburger. BGSU President Rodney Rogers stating, beyond the accomplishments, which include securing our baseball program's future, navigating COVID-19, increasing our high GPA levels, and elevating the success of our volleyball, men's and women's soccer, softball and women's basketball teams, Bob has been a champion of our student-athletes and their success from his first day. However, as Division I programs such as BGSU face the transformation of intercollegiate athletics, with opportunities and challenges such as name, image and likeness, along with the need to increase and diversify resources, and to refocus the holistic role athletics has on an institution, we need to consider new perspectives and strongly position BGSU athletics for the future. We remain committed to competing at the highest levels athletically and academically, Deputy AD and SWA Stacey Kosiak will take over as Interim AD. The NCAA has announced Notre Dame Executive Deputy AD Mario Morris as SVP for Administration and CFO. NCAA President Mark Emmert says Morris, brings a wealth of experience leading teams in financial operations and an expertise in the issues of college athletics. His insights will be invaluable as a strategic contributor and revenue generator working for member schools and conferences across the country. Fighting Irish AD Jack Swarbrick adds, in his time at Notre Dame, Mario revolutionized our business operations, brought in a talented and diverse staff and launched new initiatives that will help to define the future of Notre Dame athletics. Lead One CEO Tom McMillan pens an op-ed for ON3 outlining his plan for the NCAA to mitigate NIL recruiting inducements. Now that we are more than one year into NIL there are many established firms who are tracking NIL data and possess a great deal of expertise in the subject matter. I strongly recommend that the NCAA license with these firms to produce fairness opinions that measure the fair market value of student-athletes NIL. I would also implore the NCAA to encourage states to harmonize their laws so that all schools can be involved with NIL transactions. McMillan goes on to submit that, for NIL deals over a certain threshold, the essential question is whether the third party simply paid over market value or whether they intended to induce a student-athlete to attend their institution. Utilizing data-based valuation tools would mitigate compliance issues by placing more scrutiny on deals that are well over market value. Florida State AD Michael Alford acknowledges the need for Florida State to regain its former prominence in football, telling the Osceola, that's something I openly talk about in meetings. We need Miami to be good. That's something we openly talk about in meetings. Because when you look at the TV numbers, the brands still carry a lot of weight. If you look at it in the last 10 years, we still carried higher viewership than any other program in our conference. So we need to be good to help the conference propel itself. Alfred also explains the Knolls are looking at generating additional revenue streams. You've heard me talk about what we need to do to dope to change because right now we're about $13 million behind the average SEC team in stadium revenues. We're about $10 million behind the average Big Ten team in stadium revenues. For the new Football Operations Center on which FSU is set to break ground in December, Alford says FSU has collected a little over $60 million with around $30 million in asks still out there. For the West Sideline renovation, FSU received around $44.8 million in gifts. The UND Board of Trustees is set to meet at the end of September on a move to D1, which most insiders believe will happen, per WGEM's John Potts. ESPN President of Programming and Original Content Burke Magnus joins SBJ's John Aran, and the New York Post's Andrew Marchand podcast to discuss a number of topics, including the breakup with the Big Ten. Magnus explains that the length of ESPN's relationship with the Big Ten, underscores how difficult a decision this was for us, but what we needed to get at the price that we needed to get it at, neither of those things were available to us. Also from Magnus, I don't think anybody believes the Pac-12 will stay at 10, But we don't need to know anything beyond these are the 10, these are the rights, here's the value and then there will be a mechanism to account for any new members. Regarding what he would focus on if he were a conference commissioner, Magnus emphasizes the importance of stability. It's not about realignment or acquiring membership necessarily, but addition to market size, traditions and rivalry. Everybody talks about market size, like the amount of time we spend thinking about market size, it pales in comparison to the amount of time we think about rivalries. Magnus also remarks has stunned the 12-team college football playoff didn't come to fruition and says priorities. Lots more from Magnus, including his thoughts on the next iteration of the men's basketball tournament, monetizing women's sports more significantly and engaging the corporate community more deeply at a quasi-national level, as opposed to more local and regional levels. Thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the D1T and 5 for Wednesday, August 24th We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.